The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Red Gerard is an Olympic champion snowboarder from the USA who exploded onto the slope style and big air scene just before the last Winter Olympics in South Korea back in 2018. He took gold in the slopestyle event in those Olympics after he'd overslept and misplaced his jacket the night before. He's still only 21, but he's matured into one of the big leaders of the USA team heading into Beijing 2022. And Red remains one of the best snowboarders on the planet right now. Ashley Tullock spoke to him about growing up, what goes through his head when he drops in and why snowboarding will never be a job for him. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Oh, doing great. Just about to head out to go snowboarding, actually. Yes. Where yeah. have I? Where have I caught you? Which part of the world are you in at the moment? Are you? I'm at my parents' house in uh, Silverthorne, Colorado. Mm. So, yeah, nice. Doing a little home time before it gets all crazy. <laughs> What do you mean gets crazy? Is it not already crazy? <laughs> I guess that's true. We got a nice little break though right now, which is so clutch. Totally. First of all, congratulations. I have really loved watching you in particular the last few weeks. Give me the lowdown. What's been what's been going on lately for you to I guess be able to deliver the goods when you need to? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much. First of all, yeah, it, it's been a really fun start to the season, you know. Like um I don't know, I guess that question has been coming up a little bit. I'm a little I just feel like four years ago, you know, like when all of it happened, I just feel like I might, I wasn't, you know, my brain wasn't even like fully developed. I felt so young, you know, and now as I grow up and grow in, into, you know, my twenties and all of that, I feel like I just kind of know more or less what I want to get out of snowboarding. And I know my goals and I know that like, you know, that it's not actually that far away and it's not actually that impossible to get to. And uh, yeah. And like, as far as this season and last season, I think we just like the whole team and myself, I think we've been working pretty hard just to get better, like at the training camps, really taking, you know, the time it takes to learn tricks and really like trying to get the most out of each camp that we go to and going to contests on that same subject, you know, kind of the same thing, you know, when practice starts, just being there from beginning to end, it's just kind of been like my whole, my whole game plan this year has just been snowboard as much as I can. And like, try to just make yourself feel as comfortable as you can on your snowboard. And like, you know, every day, every day I go up, just try to push myself, you know, a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So it, it's definitely new for me, you know, like in the last, you know, the last four years, I definitely was the kid that was just kind of pretty content, like super excited traveling the world. And it was super fun. And the last two years, I feel like I've just gotten a little, a little more like, you know, like I want to do something I want to, you know, I want to do actually do something in snowboarding and and uh i guess maybe i got too comfortable with the side of just traveling the world i wanted something more more than that i mean i i can totally respect what you're saying because i think it's an incredible journey and and from the outside you know it's a hard lifestyle but i think it's a pretty cool lifestyle that you get to live what's what is your your purpose now can i say yeah, <laughs> yeah i think I mean, mainly, 
when I was younger, I really just didn't care for podiums. I didn't really care how I did. As long as I was in the contest, I was pretty happy. And I, I was like that. Now it's more like I, I personally would, I kind of want to be on the podium. You know, I think after the Olympics and after having some of my smaller successes back in, you know, four years ago, three years ago, I, I found that I actually really like to do good at contests and I really enjoy making it on the podium and putting together these runs that I've never done before is pretty exciting for me. So I think now, you know, like what I want on snowboarding is like, especially going into the Olympics, the Olympics brings such a different eye and, you know, it brings the whole world together. So I, first and foremost, I would like to try to, um, you know, get younger kids and get the youth more into snowboarding most of all, but also I've just found this, like, I guess this, uh, I don't know how to explain, but like new love for contests where I, I want to do good and I want to be on the podium. And I guess I've found that, that new energy in me for, you know, a new, new side or a new chapter to contest snowboarding for me. Does that put more or less pressure on you? Like wanting, wanting it more? I think it makes me more excited, to be honest. I don't even know. Like, I haven't really been thinking about the pressure too much. I've been definitely taking the whole Olympic this year, um, the Olympic drive or whatever, pretty day by day and not thinking about the Olympics at all. But honestly, it just feels like every contest that I've been going to lately, I'm excited to compete. And, like, I'm excited to put together these runs. Like, I just really want to do it instead of, like, it being forced and, like, having pressure from other people. It just feels like I want to be here and I want to show people – how I'm snowboarding and how, you know, like, like who I am, I guess, in a sense. It's interesting. You talk about, I guess that, that energy and yeah, showing who you are. I, I don't know how familiar you are with surfing. I think you probably have a bit of an interest in it. Uh, I was talking to Stephanie Gilmore a few years ago, um, seven time world champion. And she was saying to me, like, she thinks it's funny that as a, as a surfer, she goes out surfing all the time, but, on her holidays, but she could never imagine Roger Federer picking up a tennis racket on his holiday. I imagine that's something that's kind of similar for you. I mean, but has it gone further than that though? Do you feel like the culture and the lifestyle of snowboarding um, is, I mean, how, how important is it to you beyond the competition? Yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's been my, that's yeah. It's funny. You say that. Like I am a big fan of surfing and yeah, I totally like, I can't see Roger picking up, you know, picking up his, his sport during the holidays. And like, I, I do see that as a job and like surfing and snowboarding. I don't at all, you know, kind of all I know is snowboarding. And I recently have like found that out that like, this is, I've kind of been doing this my whole life since I was two years old, I've been doing this. And there was never really a point where like, I was like, I don't know if I want to go a different way or like, do I want to go back to school or do something like that? It was just always like, I'm just doing snowboarding and I really enjoy it. And um, that's just kind of how it, how it's gone for me but yeah snowboarding outside of you know there, there's a whole nother side to snowboarding outside of competing so i mean this is just like a little a smaller stage in 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 hopefully my career but that's the cool part about about snowboarding you know a lot of other sports i feel like you can't you know you're not going to go film a video part of playing soccer or playing tennis you know so um with surfing and snowboarding i do feel that like that is the other awesome part there's a whole other 50 percent that just film snowboarding and puts together these movies where you can express your the art side to it and putting together this kind of mini masterpiece. From memory, and this is just off the top of my head, but did you sleep in in Pyeongchang? Is that... 
that was the word around town for sure. I don't, I remember like missing, I don't know if I like slept that. It was a rough morning. I do remember like losing my jacket. So I had to borrow like my teammate's jacket. And then I think I did like miss the first bus up there, but I got on the second one because there's like a million buses up there. So it wasn't like a big deal at all, but it definitely wasn't like the most like prepared morning you can have. So, I mean, when you think back to that kind of stuff, I mean, have you thought about how you're going to do things differently in that regard? Have you been like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I need to like do stuff or? Um, no, not entirely. Haven't thought about that a lot. I mean, I kind of just do. I have like no plan. You know, it just always is like if practice starts at 12, okay, I'm having a chill morning, you know, no alarm set or if practice starts at 8.30. All right, set the alarm early and like try to get a cup of coffee in you and then hit, go out. But like, I never have like rituals or you know like things that things that I do before a contest. Yeah, well, it sounds like whatever you do works for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, lately, yeah, lately, I guess. From a young age, you've been kind of thrust into this the sport, which clearly you love. Um, but particularly with Pyeongchang, like you had such incredible success at a really young age. But I'm intrigued to know, like, what, what were the challenges that came with that, like, early success? And, and what, what did that, like, teach you? Early success was, was, like, my challenge, you know. Like, I was 17 years old. I really didn't know anything but snowboarding. I didn't know what the Olympics were. I just knew that I loved traveling around the world and going to these contests. And then once I got to the Olympics, it was just like, whoa, this is like the Super Bowl is how I like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is like the Super Bowl. There's so much media. There's so many people watching and like so many eyes on you. So I guess the hard part for me with that early success was learning how to manage that. I was put in this spot where I was kind of forced to mature at a pretty young age. And like, you know, I, I love it and I cannot, I thank it so much because it did help me, you know, I had a lot of media to do after that where um, I learned a lot and, you know, I met a lot of cool people and I was put on this scale where it was like, I'm putting this really cool opportunity where I'm going to meet a lot of people. I have a really good opportunity to, you know, make myself look good and make my sports snowboarding look good and like try to get people into snowboarding and all that. So that, that was the hard part for me was just, you know, being that young and being put in that hat, put in that spot and having those opportunities and just, you know, like trying to take the most of it and, you know, trying not to make myself look like an idiot in a way, you know, like trying to take all the media and, and, and answer all the questions, right, was was definitely the hard part. And uh, it was a love-hate relationship, though, because I got a lot out of it. And <clears throat> I think I was forced to mature pretty, pretty fast there. Was there anyone who kind of, I guess, gave you a hand or kind of gave you some advice or was like a big brother? Yeah, I mean, I think that... I don't know how other sports work and all that, but I think that snowboarding is, in my opinion, like one of the coolest sports because we do all of us, whether you're Canadian, you know, part of Europe or, you know, a different country, we're all like best of friends out there and we're all, you know, really cool with each other. And there was so much advice. Like all those guys are like my best friends and all of them, you know, it felt like at the time just, and it still feels like at the time that they had my back and they were looking out for me. And yeah, people like Danny Davis and Mark McMorris that have seen that attention and have been in the public eye like that for sure. There's a lot of advice given and, you know, like a lot of the times just like talking to them about their experiences and like how they have messed up and how they have done right has helped me so much, you know? And um, I think that's really cool where I, I, you know, I don't know if other 
other sports like tennis and all those like if they're talking like that if they're talking to their other competitors but i think that's one of the coolest things about snowboarding is that like i mean shoot mark mcmorris texted me today asking if like he could come to copper and come do early morning uh sled laps with me on saturday i'm like i just don't know if that's happening in other sports and that's why it's quite amazing it's fun You sort of talked before about how much you've grown and I'm kind of intrigued to know like both like as an athlete as a and as a person like in what ways do you think you've grown like since Pyeongchang? Yeah I mean I think it's kind of hard for me to say it almost just feels like I care more like like in the funniest way of saying it like I just like I care more now like four years ago it could have gone any way I really don't after it happened i could not have been more excited with the way it went but before it i didn't even i didn't even really care like how it went i didn't really care much how like any of the contests went and maybe that was like my secret weapon or whatever in that case like not really caring and just going through the steps but now i just think as i've grown up like i don't really want to do that anymore and i've realized that you know like in life there's a lot more that you have to deal with when i was 17 i was lucky i might parents and I still have my parents that helped me out so much but I think now I've just grown up and realized like having a house is cool or like you know like all these things that kind of do cost money you're like I maybe you know like there's a lot of this where I don't want to treat it like a job and then there's a tiny little sliver where like it is kind of nice to treat it like a job and realize there's some things that you kind of got to get done if you want to keep going with uh with what you want to do and I think the biggest part for me about the whole growing thing was like, I love what I do a lot and like traveling the world and doing these contests and going all over with your best friends is the coolest thing. And it can quickly get taken away from you if you're not on it, you know? So I think that was my biggest part was like, I want to be on it and I want to keep doing this for a really long time and try to set myself up to, you know, live a good, good future. Sounds Um, like you've become like a bit of a a businessman. (laughs) Not, not really, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I and mean, you know, just like maybe realizing like things that were, I, I just say like more realizing my surroundings and knowing what's going on is more, more or less the way that I've grown in the last four years. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'd love pay a lot. I'd pay some money to go back four years ago to see how I was thinking. Cause I feel like when I think back on it now, I was like just an airhead, like just kind of going through the ways I had no clue what was going on. So. So I guess now that you know what you know, you've you've been there, you've kind of done that once. You're going into to um, to your second Olympics. Um, I mean, how do you approach it? How do you approach this one different, or are you approaching it different? As far as the Olympics, like I approach every contest, I feel like the same. Like the Olympics, I haven't really been thinking about any any different. Whether it was due tour or this last Grand Prix, I think I'm thinking about it the same way. Um, the one thing that I think is cool that like a lot of that other contests don't have is that, you know, like there's going to be four Americans going and four Canadians and, um, you know, it's not, it's not your average contest like that, you know, usual contest, it's a pretty selfish sport in a way, you know, you're just worried about yourself where when we're going this time, I think it's going to be kind of a whole new team in a way, maybe I think there'll be two new people that weren't at Pyeongchang. So I think it'll be important for me and Chris to, you know, try to, you know, I, I had people in Pyeongchang that helped me get through it and realize what the Olympics were. So I think that'll be the part that, uh, that I think we're going to be trying to help, help those guys with. And, 
yeah, I mean, I, I definitely love to do good at it, and it'd be incredible to get another gold, but um, that's the cool part about the Olympics is there's four Americans, so as long as it's one of us. <laughs> So give me an idea, like as someone who has never dropped in, what is it? Do you have like a routine? Is there something that you do every single time? Like what is Red Gerard's kind of like thing before, you know, doing the damage? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, for me, it's pretty, pretty easy. Not too much of like a, like a ritual or whatever. I just, you know, like before I drop in, I like touch my board randomly, say a few words and then, kind of just drop in and usually in a slope style course there's like something like seven to ten features or something so from there i try to think about before you know before the starter says i'm good to go think about each trick section by section and then before i when i'm dropping in it's like all right just get through the first rail and then you're on and then just from there like step by step like don't think about the last jump on the second rail like think about the second rail on the second rail only right now and then once you land that, think about the third rail and then going into the jumps, think about this first jump and then think about the second jump after you land. So it's just such a piece by piece puzzle. And um, yeah, I think, you know, it's such a learning curve. Like uh, when I was younger, like trying to figure out how, like, I think that's all, all, all like what it's all about. Like when you're younger, you just kind of got to go through the, go through the ways, you know, get your bad results, get your good results, figure out what, what works for you, what your ritual is, how, what kind of competitor you are. So it took me a while to like start to try to figure that out. And um, yeah, it's like a constant, you know, I'm constantly trying to evolve and trying to make myself feel more comfortable. But yeah, for me, it's all about trying to feel the most comfortable and most relaxed that I can at the top. And then just really going step by step is the one thing that I follow. So you mentioned you said some words at the top. Do you say like, you know, what are those words? <laughs> not nothing really just like i don't know don't don't get hurt <laughs> not not much honestly there i really just kind of like bend down and like close my eyes and then drop so you don't necessarily have like the same thing that you always say you just kind of go with what comes to you yeah exactly it's really yeah it's really nothing just like mainly like trying to like block everything out for a second and then drop you know yeah i mean i get what you're saying but i think you do realize that people watch you from afar and they're trying to like understand like what the hell is going on inside your body and inside your mind and i think from the many years of interviewing athletes i understand that so much of what you're doing is just like it's almost organic like your body is kind of reacting and doing what it does because you've done this stuff like so many times like over and over again right i mean do you feel like you could do like do you honestly feel like you could snowboard in your sleep? I know. No, I don't. I don't know. It's hard, honestly. I I have some hard days out there where I feel like, you know, if I'm, I'm breaking in new boots right now, I feel like I don't even know how to snowboard. You know, it takes like two days. But there's definitely days where I get out there and I'm like, man, this is hard. Or like I'll think like during the holidays, I'll take, you know, 10 days of just like cruising with my family and snowboarding and not doing hard tricks. And then I'll think about doing like a – contest run and i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe we do that like that is crazy you know um so it's almost like this switch gets flipped once like you start practicing at a contest and once the bib goes on this flip gets switched where you're like okay i know what i'm doing and it's not really like i'm you know like can i do this it's like when am i gonna do this or like i have to do this sort of thing you know like it's, it's 
it kind of comes down to one of those things. I love that. Um, and also, and then you get given like the Team USA kit. That must be like next level. You're like, it is on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun for sure. It's <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, this whole season, it's like definitely the most stressful years, I'd say, in the in the slope style you know, slope style life is like an Olympic year. It's so gnarly. Like the whole time you're like just trying to make this team a four and it's, it's incredible. It's like, you just got to be consistent land runs. And yeah, once you finally get that, that, uh, you know, certification or that go from your coach, you're like, yeah, you're qualified. It definitely is like biggest weight off the shoulders. (laughs) But um, seriously, all the very best. Stay safe. Uh, Take it easy and we'll see you over there. Thank you. Fly safe to Beijing. Have a good one. Olympic Channel Podcast. Massive thank you to Red and also to Ash as well. You can follow Red on Instagram. He's just Red Gerard, all one word with one R as well. Ash is Ash underscore Tullock and we are Olympics across all social media. Right, that's it for now. Stay safe, stronger together. See you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.